Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office supplies at huge savings? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We were talking about tuition fees a little bit earlier on today. Show 135 at Edmonton. On our Ashley Fine Floors text line, Jason from Sangudo says, Bob, the school of hard knocks tuition is the same as always. Not broke. Just badly bent. It's a tough time out there for a lot of people. Uh, there's some other people that have, you know, they're still being paid full, uh, but they don't necessarily do what they once did. Uh, and there's a lot of people that have a lot of opinions on how other people should be living their lives as well. No question about that. All right. Uh, as I mentioned, one of the nice guys in the business, he works with Octagon, one of the biggest hockey agencies in the uh, in the world. A couple of his players include Ryan Nugent Hopkins in the Boston Bruins, Jake DeBrusque. We welcome back to the show. Rick Vallette. Rick, how are you? Doing well, Bob. How are you doing? Good. Well, doing a show every day, grinding it out. Love it, right? Get her talk hockey. There's a little bit of COVID talk and a lot of hockey talk, so uh, it's it's fun stuff, as you know. Yeah, for sure. It's good to be talking hockey again, and I think there's a lot of news uh, in the last week or so in the hockey world, so it gives you lots of content. Absolutely. Hey, look, just, uh, you know, you're based in High River, right? Yep, just south of Calgary. Yep. You guys had uh, a, a run about six weeks, six to eight weeks ago, right, where you had a, a bit of an outbreak. How how challenging was that for your community? Well, it was, Bob. It, was, it kind of puts you on edge a little bit. I mean, my wife and I have been very, very cautious through this whole process, but um, there's a lot of people at the packing plant, which as the crow flies, as we used to say in Saskatchewan, is about three kilometers from my house. And so it was a little bit unnerving. You know, you go to the grocery store, you put your mask on and your gloves, and you come home and you clean your groceries, etc. You know, it's not the way we choose to live, but, um, you know, just being careful. I think Albertans have done a good job of that, and Saskatchewan for sure has done a good job. And that's why we're in better shape than if you look at our people from uh, south of the border. Yeah, absolutely. How much conversation, like, would you reach out to, uh, maybe explain to our listeners how it works here. Do you directly reach out to Don Fear? Is there somebody for Octagon that you reach out when you sort of communicate your feelings as, uh, you know, return to play was uh, being discussed or uh, CBA extension? How does that process work? So in Octagon, uh, Michael Ute uh, was our liaison. He he talks to Don Fear on a regular basis, and I talk to Michael Ute on a more than regular basis, I would describe it as. And, uh you know, we would go through all the issues. You know, I would say, you know, a couple hours a week on the telephone for sure. We'd go through things, and uh, then Don would gather up the agents from Octagon, put our thoughts together, and then uh, he would convey that to Don Fear. You know, the general perception that a lot of the sort of astute hockey listeners to the show would have would be that the agents often win the negotiations with GMs, and that might be because they have more information. How educated was Don Fear and his brother Steve on what was happening in respective parts 
um, sort of of North America regarding COVID and how things might change. You know, what's what would be a good hub city and what wouldn't be a good hub city because of COVID? Do you think the PA was uh, well abreast of that? I do think, I think they've got a lot of data. I think they put a lot of resources against that. I mean, it's such an important issue to our players that, uh, yeah, I think they did, they did a lot of work in that area. And I think that they were reasonably well informed. Now, listen, it's like the rest of us, though, Bob. I mean, I would talk to players and players say, well, what do you think is going to happen? And I'd say, I don't know. And that was the truth because I didn't know. And none of us did know. The only person in charge of the pandemic or the only thing in charge of the pandemic was the was COVID-19 and we didn't know where it was going to turn and where it was going to go so I mean it's a lot of uncharted territory uh, did there come a point with Vegas like everybody sort of thought Vegas you know all the experts we'd have on the show or the guys that would bring their opinion well you know boy the, the players want Vegas it would theoretically make a lot of sense for the league um, and then they had a mass you know then they just got pounded once they opened up back up um, was there any did you did you get any sense to the players that you talked to and they both are quite you know, a couple of I mean you've got Ryan Murray as well you've got other guys in the league about Edmonton was there any sort of negative perspective on Edmonton at all not one bit and I mean part of it is too though is that um, I can easily tell you this i thought edmonton was a easy choice for a bubble just given the facility i mean that city's a great city in the summertime too but at the same time there's hotels attached to that facility to create a bubble which is what you want to do you know you've got a great chance in edmonton to do that and uh i was worried about vegas i was worried about chicago i was worried about a lot of those places because um how do you isolate etc and i think there's still some risk attached to this whole thing what happens i mean there are players getting sick what happens when we have a bunch of cases where do we go from there because we haven't been through this before but i think edmonton's a great city and i think it's a perfect choice for this yeah i know i got the sense rick over the course of the last week and John Shannon has put out on Twitter that uh, sort of inferred that Daryl Cates got some momentum going at the Board of Governors level, just about the importance of safety, and it's, you know, don't discount Edmonton. Edmonton makes a lot of sense. I, I, I got the sense the longer this went, it was almost like the more safety mattered. I, I don't know if that's fair. But it is fair. That, I think it that's is fair? exactly the way it was. Yeah. I agree with that analysis. I, from all of the conversations I had, I think safety was first, and then you can put whatever order all the other things come in, you know, take a couple spaces and then put those other items in. Yeah, so safety is obviously a, a big issue. Um, it, it's interesting. you got Ryan Nugent Hopkins, you got Jake DeBrus. So I'm going to put you on the spot a little bit here. Uh, these are challenging times, and we're potentially going to have a six-year CBA extension, but we're going to likely have a flat cap at least for the next couple of years, Rick. Um, and Jake's a restricted free agent this year. Ryan's an unrestricted free agent in 2021. Theoretically, if everything had gone uh, completely as planned and there was no pandemic, there's an outside chance you might have already received a contract extension offer from Ken Holland. Uh, moving forward in the Oilers organization. 
It probably wouldn't surprise you if I also told you that the fans in this market want Ryan Nugent Hopkins to remain in order for the duration of his career. Uh, but the, just just a thought, I mean, have you had to maybe alter how you think about Jake's situation and Ryan's situation because of the pandemic and because we have a flat tax or a cap moving forward? Well, I think, first of all, I'm still gathering all of the information on the new deal we don't have a new deal till we have a new deal and so and i've been through enough of these to know it's not done until it's done so i i've been studying that um extensively the last few days given the information i have uh, which i think is pretty accurate and once that's in place then i'm going to probably start to rethink about how teams are structured because well these uh, these are going to be challenging times for the the clubs as well you look at 81.5 so let's just back up and say that there's no covid and we look at a new tv deal in the u.s we look at how um, the game was growing we're we're probably going to get to 4.8 billion this year you know you add in a new tv deal we have a chance to get north of five closer to six billion and you know how to do the calculations but sure. our, our cap was going to be you know in the next three years i could make i could build a case for three years from now for having a 90 million dollar cap right. I, you know i mean obviously that's a guess but i could build that case so then you when you're doing contracts and you look at it and you go, well, percentage of total, percentage compared to other people, just the t- flat dollar amount, how you structure them. So everything's changed. And so what I did was I, I sat here and I looked at it and just went, I'm going to wait until we have a deal because we got lots of time, and then we're going to relook at it. And, and I think that's the responsible way to look at it. Yeah. Uh, did you find it interesting how Ryan's numbers kind of took off when he was moved to the wing full-time plan with Leon? and? Uh, my guess here, by the way, is uh, I, I come the Chicago series. He might uh, he, the last couple of games Ryan played as we closed out before the pause. He was on Connor McDavid's wing, and I think that's the way it's going to start. Um, do you is in your mind do you, is Ryan judged differently as a winger that plays center on the PK? And is on the first. He's on the first power play unit. He's on the second penalty killing unit. The, the, does it change at all? Because you know what? He he's a first line winger, five on five scoring. He's always been a first line player on the power play. He's always had terrific power play numbers per sixty minutes played. Um, but does it change that he's had greater success as a winger than at center at even strength? You know, I think it does change to a certain degree. Uh, I mean, uh, some general managers in the league, not all, but some general managers in the league look at centermen as more valuable than wingers. Um, And, again, that doesn't apply to all teams. But uh, I think you look at Ryan's overall performance and how he complements people. You know, I think if you asked uh, Connor or you asked Leon, uh, they would have nothing but great things to say about Ryan, how he compliments their game. Because they do very well when he, uh, I think the analytics will show, he does. they do right. very well when he's playing with them uh, on their line. So he uh, he's a great player in that he can play a lot of different positions and help in a lot of different ways. Uh, do you get the feedback how much love there is for him in this market from the fans? I do, actually. Uh, I actually asked some people up there, uh, uh, some of our mutual friends. Uh, I asked them what people say, and um, just from a fan's perspective. And I, it's, it's hard for anybody to say anything negative about Ryan Nugent Hopkins. He's such a wonderful guy, and he's... Uh, um, 
him and Brianne do a lot in the community. And he's he's the longest serving oiler, Bob. I think right. you know that. Yep. And does it does that seem almost impossible when you think about about him when he had drafted twenty eleven and uh, coming in? It seems like that time has flown so fast, but he's uh, he's the longest serving oiler, and I think he's done a good job of it. Well, I mean, the team's gone through, what, eight head coaches and four general managers. So when you have turnover like that over the last 10, you know, 12 years or so, you're going to have players coming in and out. That's kind of how the business works. I just know from the fans' perspective, any time I put a uh, a tweet out on, on Ryan, the overwhelming response, Rick, that I get, we're joined by Rick Follett from Octagon. He represents Ryan Nugent Hopkins, Jake DeBrusque, Ryan Murray. Uh you know, I get overwhelming support that, you know, the Oilers need to have career Oilers on the team. And so I think there's a perspective that the fans want to see that come to fruition. Jake DeBrusque, slightly different situation just because Boston sort of has some internalized cap numbers, right? Like Pasternak's making like six and a half and Marchand's in that six range and Bergeron's in that six range. And I know I did the Boston show last week, Rick, and I said, you know, based on his goal production, Jake DeBrus is a $6 million a year forward in the NHL. He's a top two line forward because you know, he'd, he'd scored 25 to 30 goals in a full season. He doesn't get always first unit power play time, but does that sort of Boston setup change things in terms of complexion and makeup of their team when they got some guys on team-friendly deals? Well, you know, I don't really consider that at this point. Will it play into it? Maybe. Um, I'd hope not. I mean, that's not typically how I would approach that. Um, The one thing I'd add to Jake, by the way, is uh, you want to look at his playoff performance and what he's done in the playoffs in big games. Uh, I'll give you the Toronto series a couple of years ago, for example. So, you know, he's a big big game performer, and he's been... um, He's been a top six forward for almost from the moment he stepped into the National Hockey League. But back to his contract, uh, yeah, Boston's certainly got some internal things that they like to to look at. But, you know, I'm going to try to not look at that, I guess is the way I'd say it to you, Bob. All right, one final one for you. Sonny in Vancouver has texted us on our Ashley Fine Floors text line. Bob, can you ask Rick... Uh, if the clients consider such things as health care, education, safety from guns and violence, lack of political leadership, racism when signing with a team in free agency, aside from how good the team is, the pay and the cap space, um, is it all about how warm the city is, proximity to the beaches, low taxes when it comes to players signing in the city, or is there that social element that Sonny was referring to? Well, Sonny, what I would say to you is I think that that conversation that we have um, contains all of those elements. You know, the lifestyle, I think, uh, addresses a lot of that, and the city that you're going to live in, etc. cetera. And uh, so, yes, it does make a difference, and state taxes make a difference. So all of, the, what, all of those things that you stated, yes, they all make a difference. Yeah, absolutely. Rick, we're going to do this again. Thank you for your time, okay? Thanks, bud. Have a good day. You bet. That's Rick Vallette from Octagon. It's 149 at Edmonton, and you're listening to Oilers now. Hi, I'm Darnell Nurse from the Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Chet. Thanks a lot, Darnell. It's 152 in Edmonton. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stoffer, Brendan Escott with you. Brendan, listeners got a little extra today, didn't they? 
Yeah, yeah, they did. That's my responsibility, everybody. It's my yeah. bad. Well, First well, time in well, almost two years doing this. That doesn't really happen here. Sleep at the switch today. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Oh, Chisler is being funny, uh, but he's listening to it live. Uh, Bob Stoffer with you. Yes, with the one and only Brendan Escott. Trying to get me into trouble here, Brendan. I can do that all on my own. I don't need you to do that. All right, Royal Pizza, Pizza Past, and so much more. Edmonton owned and operated for over 50 years. Now Royal Pizza is offering curbside pickup and takeout options for a menu and a list of their 13 Edmonton and area locations. Go online at royalpizza.ca or download the Royal Pizza app from the app store to this day in Oilers history. What do you got, Brendan? Back in 2012, coming off his second full season in the NHL, the Oilers signed goaltender Devin Dubnik to a two-year contract extension worth $7 million. He would post a 921 save percentage the next year, but was traded in January of 2015 to Nashville. One for one for Matt Hendricks. Well, uh, Hendricks was a good oiler, and to full credit to uh, Dubnik, and let's not forget, he got traded to Nashville, and he went to Montreal, and he washed out with both organizations, and then Sean Burke played a factor in resurrecting his career with the Arizona Coyotes. Uh, Chuck Fletcher was with Minnesota, traded for Dubnik, and got himself a number one goaltender as a result, and Devin had terrific numbers. He's gone through a very challenging personal time. His uh, wife's had some health issues here over the last year. Devin was always a really good guy. So there you go. 25 years ago also today, Eric Lindros won the Hart Trophy. Only time in his career he had 70 points in the lockout short in 94-95 season. I don't think it can be debated. I've mentioned this on the show before. 1992-97, to it's my belief that Eric uh, Lindros uh, would... uh, uh, I believe was the best player in the NHL for about a four or five year run. It, not every, you know, not every former player agrees with how good Eric was. Uh, that's their prerogative. I think he, uh, I think he was pretty good. <laughs> so, <laughs> pretty dominant hockey player back in the day. Coming up, uh, what does Reed Wilkins have in Inside Sports tonight? Sounds like a fluid show for Reed. So okay. Far. Okay, well, tomorrow it's going to be Sportsnet's Mark Spector for the horses in Horse Racing Alberta. We'll have more on the NHL's return to play and ongoing uh, discussions on a CBA extension. Some of you might have uh, been teased by this during the last break, but coming up, uh, Jalen and I is off this afternoon. Rob Breckenridge will be filling in between 2 to 4, and then Chris Brentliger-Grant will be uh, taking over the back half of the show uh, from 4 to 6. He is a huge Ohio State Buckeyes football fan. He's actually from Ohio, so uh, you'll be checking that out a little bit later on. Again, Reed tonight from 6 to 8. We'll be back at it tomorrow's spec. Off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.